There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the July. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Power Chord Hour. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, welcoming you to another episode. And uh, this one is episode 12 for you, and it is our March rundown going through what has happened this month in the world of music, the world of Power Chord Hour, all of that good stuff. Talking about music news, going to play you some stuff that came out, and uh, I'm very excited. If you listen to uh, the February rundown or the January rundown, you know, the beginning of the year, um, one of my one of my uh, things that I bitched about, you know, is just there's just never a lot of music the first couple months, you know, in in a year. I, I never feel like that. You know, we get a few albums here and there every now and then you'll get a couple singles, but there's never a whole lot of music. And then I kept saying, you know, like, wait for March or April. And then, uh, yeah, we've gotten a ton now in March, you know, part of that just being that naturally, I feel like that happens every year. March is about the time that you start getting a lot more new releases. But uh, obviously, this whole coronavirus thing has also like, you know, there, there's a lot of things that weren't supposed to come out yet that, uh, you know, were pushed ahead, which makes total sense. You know, during this time, I think a lot of people appreciate that, you know, including when you're stuck at home or if you still have to go work, you know, either way, having having some new stuff to listen to is never bad. So, you know, I feel like we got an influx of really, really good music this month and a lot of new releases. I'm going to talk all about that. And, you know, before we get into it more, you know, if you've listened, if you've listened to any of the interviews this month and we've done quite a few, you know, you can't get away from the topic coronavirus, obviously, I mean, for for good reason. But uh, I would like to tell you all about a, a podcast because, you know, we talk about it a little here. But if you want to stay up to date with the coronavirus, there's a new podcast called the Coronavirus Daily Briefing. It's a new podcast that comes out every day by 5 p.m. with the latest headlines and context around the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus crisis. So you stay up to date, you know, every day by 5 p.m., you know, you you actually know. It's not something where you're listening like once a week or anything like that. This is, they, uh, you know, keep you up to date every single day. And this one is from Ride Home Media. They're the daily podcast people with all the things that have happened today, all the things you can do to protect yourself for tomorrow. It's a quick 15 minutes and you're up to date, nice and easy. You know, you get the facts and then you can move along. And the New Yorker magazine has actually called it one of the top coronavirus podcasts to listen to. And uh, they said that it stays on the ride the ride side of informed, non-hysterical, and focused. So go search your podcast app right now and subscribe to the Coronavirus Daily Briefing. That's the Coronavirus Daily Briefing. Go check that out. You know, during this time, it's definitely something you want to stay up to date about. But it has been very interesting, you know, the uh, interviews that I've been doing lately. You know, just this month, we've had uh, three, which I'm very happy about. You know, if you've not checked them out yet, we talked to Joe Rio of Hidden in Plain View about the 15-year anniversary of their record, Life and Dreaming. Uh, also talked to Joe Normal of Joe Normal and the Any Towners, all about uh, his music and what he's doing lately. And we got into that because, you know, he's a uh, he's definitely a, a gig musician who goes out and, you know, definitely relies on playing gigs and touring and stuff to make his money. And, you know, obviously with all this happening, and he was one of the first ones because uh, he's in L.A., so, you know, when I talked to him, that was one of the first places where bars and venues were getting shut down. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, it's just a weird and interesting time, but we talked all about that. And then also Ben Jorgensen of armor for sleep last week's episode. And, uh, people seem to be liking that one. I thought, I thought Ben was a great, a great guy to interview, but people seem to really be liking that. It's becoming one of our most downloaded already. So if you're an armor for sleep fan, go check that one out. But it was another album kind of uh, retrospective, which I've been doing on this show and I really have been enjoying, but, uh, that one, we talked about their sophomore release, what to do when you are dead. And, uh, that's another Another one, because if you didn't know, I mean, Armor for Sleep haven't, they've kind of do, done things on and off here and there, but I mean, they've been broken up since 2009, but uh, they are getting back together to play that album for a uh, anniversary tour coming up here in the summer, and they just re-released the album on vinyl through uh, Equal Vision Records with a bunch of cool uh, bonus tracks and demos and whatnot, but you know, we talked about it too, because as of right now, you know, that tour is okay, but who knows, you know, it doesn't start until I believe June but, uh, you know, everything's good now, but like he said, it's like, hey, you know, I mean, things can change, like, at the drop of a hat right now. And same with vinyl, you know, the vinyl already came out, but I guess it already sold out. So, you know, with Equal Vision, they were talking about pressing more, but like he said, it's like, you know, those are those are things that are getting shut down right now. You know, now is, now is not particularly the time to be able to get records pressed or anything like that. And you notice that with a lot of bands right now, you know. Like I mentioned, everyone's kind of releasing music right now, but it's mostly digital, you know, because people just, with, with all this stuff shutting down, obviously, it's not really a time that you can press, you know, a thousand seven-inch records, you know, just like that. But yeah, I mean, all all three of those interviews, I guess the Joe Rio one, we didn't really talk about it because they're not touring or anything off that right now. But, uh, you know, with the other two, with Joe Normal and uh, with Ben Jorgensen, I mean, we did talk all about that, you know, kind of how it's affected them and what it can affect. And, you know, there's a lot of it hasn't come out yet, but a uh, an interview that will be coming out in two weeks. And I'm very stoked for you to hear. Uh, this is the first mention of it actually on here. But I talked to Greg Eklund. He is the uh, former drummer of Everclear. And when I say former drummer, he was on the huge albums. He was their drummer from 94 until 2003. He was in there for nine years. So, I mean, all the songs you hear on the radio, he's the one playing on those. I mean, he, he was he was in there for the biggest time of the band. And uh, another another album anniversary interview, we talked all about the uh, 25th year anniversary this year of uh, their sophomore record, Sparkle and Fade, and his first record with Everclear. We got all into that, but we also got into what he's doing now, and he has some really, really exciting projects. He has three different projects, and uh, I won't spoil it all right now. I'll wait for the interview, but he does have a lot of, uh, we'll say we'll say has a lot of, uh, you know, coals in the chamber, whatever analogy I'm trying to make that I think I'm butchering. Um, but anyways, he has all these things coming up, but no real release dates. Cause like he said, it's all kind of, it's kind of uh, halted, you know, one of them being a film where he's going to do interviews and it's like, well, that's kind of hard to do right now. And, you know, he has music to release and that's another one where it's like, you know, they have to, it's not that it's all done. It's that it's almost done, but like the things that you would need to go do now, it's like, he really can't do. And it's really putting stuff on hold. But, uh, you know, I, I think most people I'll, I'll be having on the show here the next couple of months. It's like, I don't think there's a way to escape talking about the coronavirus because it's definitely, it's affecting everyone. And, you know, it's affecting a lot of musicians and, you know, whether how they, how they play shows really, because a lot of them are going online now and doing the, uh, online thing. Like I'm sure stage it has seen a resurgence, which, uh, you know, is neat. I, I think it's, I don't know. I think after this, maybe we'll see more of that, you know, stage and a couple others have been doing it now for like the last decade. You know I mean? There's definitely online concerts. This is the first time that it's happened, but people are doing it a lot more now. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see if we see a lot more of that afterwards. Not, not in the sense that I see it replacing live music. I don't see it doing that or anything, 
but it'll be interesting if more bands kind of do that as a as a kind of side thing you know i mean interviewing a lot of musicians too who are who are in bands who aren't doing it so much now you know like kind of like the hidden in plain views or armor for sleeps you know like interviewing them this last month um you know they kind of talked about it both of them kind of being like in a place in their careers where it's like hey you know we kind of went and we cut our teeth you know 10 15 years ago they were doing that and it's like now it's like now it's kind of more for fun and a little more laid back and you know with things like that those bands who can't tour constantly or don't want to tour you know more than a couple weekends here and there you know maybe we'll see them do more like online concerts and live streams and whatnot you know be interesting i think we're going to keep seeing them right now you know as long as people are uh you know, locked in and venues are closed down. I think we'll keep seeing them, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see afterwards, you know, if that's something that kind of continues, you know, but, uh, yeah, I I really, this month, I'm really happy with the interviews we've had. I mean, if you haven't checked those out, you know, definitely go back and hear those. And I also put up a throwback episode last week with uh, my interview with a producer, Michael Beinhorn, multi-platinum producer, Grammy award winner. He won a Grammy because he co-wrote Herbie Hancock's Rocket, which, I mean, it's just an amazing thing. I wish I would talk to him more about that. But he's just one of those guys. I mean, he's been doing it for... 40 something years now so it's like you when you go interview a guy like that and i talk to him for like 30 minutes it's like there you can't hit everything you just can't it's not possible you know i remembered another one which i'll probably put up sometime soon for throwback episodes i interviewed ken stringfellow of the posies uh he we, I mean, we mostly talked about the posies but i mean he's also been in rem he's been in big star he was in leg wagon um, I mean, he's been in so many different bands. He's worked with like Marky Ramone and done a bunch of other things. He's worked with everyone. I mean, punk, alternative, indie, you name it. He's worked with them. But that's another one. I interviewed him for like a half hour about the 30-year anniversary of the Posies, and we never really got past like their first two records. You know, I, I was kind of trying to hit certain points and stuff, and it's like, you know, within 30 minutes, there's just so much to talk about that you just don't get to everything, you know, so... I guess it's a good excuse to have a part two, but yeah, if you haven't heard that Michael Beinhorn interview, you should go check that out. I mean, some of the biggest records of all time he's produced and definitely of the nineties. I mean, like the, if you go put on any rock station right now and it play and you know, they play like a rock song from the nineties, more than likely like nine times out of 10, Michael probably produced that song that you're listening to. You know, I mean, it, it could be black hole sun. It could be celebrity skin it could be uh, somebody to shove. I mean, no matter what it is, he probably produced it. So he, he's a very interesting guy. Would love to have him back on. Maybe for like an album anniversary one, you know, maybe talk to him more specifically about one record that he's worked on. You know, something like that I think could be a lot of fun. But go check that out. Let me know what you think of the interview. And uh, we got some really cool ones coming up here. Like I said, Greg Eklund, or Greg Eklund, he was amazing to talk to. I mean, you know, I, I won't talk too much because you're going to hear it in like two weeks here. Um, depending, I mean, you might even be hearing this later on and it may be available. So go check out the feed, the uh, power cord hour podcast feed, see if it's on there. But I mean, we talked for about two and a half hours all about, you know, sparkle and fade his time in Everclear, him, uh, doing the Ulas after and kind of bringing them back together now. Uh, I mean, his work with storm large, very interesting career. And uh, I mean, we got into it now that's an in-depth one that, that was one, which even in two and a half hours, we got to have him back on. And he, he talked about, it. he's like, yeah, I'll definitely come back on. So he, he's someone we'll have on again in the future. It's kind of funny. I'll like tell you this now, like you haven't heard this interview yet, but we're already going to have a second one eventually. But I mean, he was so fun. And I mean, I, once again, I'm going to get into this on, on the podcast when I release it, but it's like, when you want to talk about like albums, you remember like in your earliest days, I mean, so much for the afterglow 
is like one of the first albums I really remember hearing that and like Super Dregs Regretfully Yours. Like there's a handful of albums and songs I really remember from being really, really young, like under maybe five or six. And I mean, Everclear would be one of them. So I mean, talking to Greg, you know, the guy who plays drums on all these absolutely amazing and not just that but i mean i think i've fallen more in love with everclear specifically sparkle and fade like it was a treat to really talk to him about that because that one's probably become my favorite everclear record these past couple years it's normally been so much for the afterglow but uh in my in my old age of 27 i uh i start to think sparkle and fade is my favorite so i mean to be able to talk to the guy who played drums on it for two and a half hours absolutely amazing i can't wait for all of you to hear that uh, have some other really cool ones coming up too next month if you're a drive through Records fan. I know we talk about them a lot on this show, but uh, I did talk my top five drive through releases with my buddy Zach Gorshevsky of the band Kickstart. So uh, we talk all about that. And that that one that one's a nice long one. That's going to be a two-parter for you. And uh, kind of cut that up just because it was so long. In a good way, I mean, we went on forever. So if you're a pop punk fan, I mean, this is, this is one where I think you'll enjoy it. If you want to reminisce, you know, if you're a fan or actually, even if you're not a fan and you want to learn more about like drive through records, like that early two thousands pop punk, it's a crash course, man. I mean, we really get into it. So either way, I think you'll enjoy that. Have a couple more that I, uh, I won't tease just yet because they aren't recorded as of this recording, but, uh, I have, I have some other people I've reached out to and booked some things. And, you know, if there's, if there's one thing I want to do while we're all cooped up inside, you know, one is, well, I guess two things. One is to bring you all, you know, some entertainment while you're stuck in the house cooped up. I know I like to listen to my favorite podcasts and music right now. You know, it's kind of what, uh, it's keeping me entertained. And, uh, also, you know, just as many interviews and whatnot as I can get, you know, I love, I love talking and having different guests on the show and, you know, what better time than while everyone is, uh, stuck in the house and can't go out and perform or anything, you know, including with all these bands right now, releasing new music that I feel bad for who, you know, including smaller ones, like, you know, one of my favorite, uh, releases of this month is the bomb pops new record death in Venice beach. And it's like, you know, they're doing pretty well in the scene and I think they keep getting bigger, but it's like, that's not a, you know, they're not a household name. They're not the biggest band in the world. So it's like for them to have to cancel their tour. And what I assume is one of their first headlining tours around the country. I mean, I know, I know they're coming to like New York state around me and, uh, I probably their first time headlining around here. Maybe one of the, even the first times they've ever even played this part of the country and, you know, to uh, to see that where, you know, you have to cancel this stuff, understandably, I mean, it makes sense why. I'm not, it's not like, oh, my God, like, how dare they? You know, I mean, most of these bands, even if they wanted to play, they can't play right now because everything's shut down. But I'm just saying, you know, it really sucks because it's like you go out and promote, you know. I mean, touring like that is how you promote the record and whatnot, and not being able to do that really sucks. So, I mean, even if it's the smallest things of, you know, playing their music more on here or, you know, I would love to get one of them on here. I would love to get a member of the Bomb Pops. Maybe we'll do that sometime soon. And, uh, you know, just, just them for an example. I mean, so many bands right now who are smaller who, you know, going out and playing were probably going to be how they promoted their records and really got it out there, and, you know, now they can't do it, so... You know, definitely a bummer. I mean, I'm far from the first person to say this, but definitely go out and support any artists that you enjoy and that you love because, you know, right now it is definitely a tough time for them. And uh, I'm sure they would definitely appreciate the support. You know, I would I would say so. And it's funny. I uh, I've been talking about it on here the uh, last couple months, you know, just kind of, kind of how, how, how I hadn't been to a show yet, you know, probably last time I talked about maybe in the last rundown for February, but how I hadn't seen a show yet this year and, uh, it has not happened yet. So, and I'm definitely not seeing one now for the foreseeable future until we're allowed to again. So this is easily 
probably the longest time in my life. No, not, not probably. This is the longest time in my life I went without seeing a show or going to a concert and including, uh, in the new year. I remember in 2018, I think it was, I didn't see my first show until like mid February. And that two years ago was the longest, like normally I, you know, I go see a show in like January and that was like, you know, like the longest into a new year that I had waited to see a show. And now it's like, nah, I, the, there, there is none. I'll, I'll see my first show of 2020 in like September at this point. So, you know, it, it sucks, but it's, it's one of those things too. It's weird. It's weird to complain too much. Cause it's like, you understand why all this is going on, you know? So it's like, yeah, I get why, you know, we can't like, I'm not complaining in that sense. Like how dare I not be able to go in a crowded, you know, venue with a hundred sweaty people to see a punk band. It's like, I, I get why we can't do that right now, but you know, I'm definitely, missing going to shows and I'm sure everyone else is as well you know let, let me know I mean I'm, I'm, I know things are getting canceled but they're getting you know a lot of them are hopefully getting postponed or rescheduled but you know once everything's over what tours are you looking forward to the most you know hit me up powercordhour at gmail.com like I said I mean I know there's so many that uh you know are getting postponed so I, I get that a lot of them are up in the air but you know either, either way what ones are you looking forward to that were going to happen that you're looking forward to happening after it's all over i mean i would say mine my biggest one would uh be the alkaline trio bad religion co-headliner i mean that tour i was really looking forward to so that would be like my most anticipated coming up here once you know we can we can go to shows again so that'll be cool and uh you know also like let me know what you're doing right now i mean to to kind of stay sane in the house you know everyone kind of has different things to uh cope or to keep them company i mean I, I know definitely it's been a good time to listen to records again i've been going through my uh, record collection more kind of looking at what i got and uh, you know some of the things that i forgot I, I definitely these days i don't really buy records like i once did you know i i will go i'm less of a collector i would say i still go buy records here and there like you know new releases but I used to be a lot more into like, oh, I want this rare variant or, you know, I want all, all the colors of this one or, you know, I want the first pressing. I'm really not like that anymore. But I, w- I will say, though, even like like my my peak record buying would have been like from 2011 to maybe 2016 was like my real like, I won't lie. There were there were there were definitely times where, you know, I could go drop one hundred dollars. I'm sure a few times I dropped like two hundred dollars in a record store. Um, I still don't know how much like my biggest like record haul of all time ever is. I don't know how much that would be, but I, I'm sure a couple hundred dollars. Um, you know, I don't I definitely don't do that anymore. Part of it. It's weird. It's kind of two things. I stopped in 2016, like like buying records a lot. You know, like I said, I still buy records, but I've I, I would say I went from buying, you know, maybe 50, 60 a year, if not more, that might even be, you know, an understatement from going to that to, you know, purchasing, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 records a year, you know, like physical vinyl, you know, I still do a lot more digital and whatnot, but a big part of it was, uh, I, in 2016, I was, uh, I traveled cross country over the summer and I was sleeping in, I was sleeping in my car most of the time. I mean, unless I was like at a, a friend or family member's house who would let me sleep there. I mostly just saved money by sleeping in the back of my uh, Honda element. It, it, it fit me just enough. I'm six, five. So I mean, I not a ton of room, but enough room to sleep in there. But you know, when you do that, um, you really can't go buy records like, like I tend to, you know? So it, at first it was kind of tough cause I'd be going to, you know, all these different States and going to like these record stores that I heard of for years and finally got to go to them. But it was like, yeah, I'm you know, like I'm, I'm not going to go spend 40 bucks on this record 
and then it get warped in my car or, you know, like the sleeve get destroyed or anything like that. So I kind of stopped then. I remember I bought two altogether. I went to a Hot Topic that had like vinyl sales and like I, I spent like $12 on two records. I got like Big Wig self-titled, I think, and uh, Heart to Hearts, one of their EPs before they broke up. And uh, they just put out a new one actually this year. You should go check out. But like there's before they broke up from like 2014. But I like bought those at a Hot Topic for like, I don't know, five, six bucks each. But that was all I bought. I did buy CDs though. It kind of resurged that where I'd buy used CDs because, you know, like I was hitting up like Amoeba Records and stuff. And it's like, well, I can't leave here empty handed, which I didn't because I think at Amoebas I bought. Uh, like $150 worth of used CDs. I think I bought a couple t-shirts and a couple other things too, but the bulk of that $150 was uh, CDs. And I mean, I was buying used ones too. So that kind of gives you an idea of how many I bought. Cause I mean, they weren't, they weren't expensive. These were like five, $6 CDs. And I almost even want to say that something going on where it was like buy two or three used CDs, get one free. Yeah. You know what it was? Because I remember I had my huge haul up there and as they were cashing me out, they're like, oh yeah, you still, you can get like, I don't know, two or three more record or CDs, you know, like they're free. So I remember running back real quick and going and finding. I think there are a couple that I hesitated on and didn't pick up where I was like, okay, well, if they're free, I'll go grab those ones. But you know, that was definitely a big, a big part of me stopping buying records. Cause after I did that, I just kind of stopped. Like I never got back into it. You know, even, even being home, like just traveling more, I stopped that. And I think also just doing that too, as I travel more, you know, just as far as money goes, it's like it kind of transported that, you know, my old, my old vice was buying records. And now my new one is traveling. So it's like, you know, if I can only afford one or the other, it's like, all right, I gotta go traveling. But, uh, you know, even with that, with my record collection, I gotta say, I was never one to spend, like, I, I can, I can say this, like, it with with happiness or you know I, I can be happy to say this that as much as I have spent on records over the years no one record I I ever spent more than uh I believe it was 50 or 60 dollars years ago for a brand new is your favorite weapon I bought the first press from iodine records it was sealed and I I bought it for I want to say 60 or 70 bucks maybe and uh, which, if you know anything about that, even to this day, I mean, I, I know people, it's kind of brand new is a little frowned upon now to be a fan of. But, I mean, even with that said, with all the, you know, like Jesse Lacey shit and whatnot, those records still sell for like a 100-something dollars. And, I mean, I got that thing, like, dirt cheap when you think of that. Like, half of what it's worth I paid. And uh, I actually bought two of them. I got the other one a little cheaper. I was kind of like... Like one was sealed and the other was open, which even the open one's still really, really rare. But I like was still like, hey, I'll give you 80 for that. And then like, you know, would you sell a second one for like a little cheaper? Because I was like, I'm going to keep this one, you know, unopened. I'm not going to open it. And then I'll play the other one. Um, This was even before I think they repressed the record too. So at this time, this was all you could get. They've repressed it since. But back then, all you could get was the iodine pressing and uh, was definitely not cheap. But I mean, I got it. I got it cheap considering, and that still to this day is the most expensive record I ever bought. Now, I will say I have sold, and not flip, I I do want to say this, I'll preface it by saying I've never bought records to flip them. I hate that. I mean, you're, you're, you're a piece of shit if you do that, if you're going out and, you know, buying up records to go resell them. But I've definitely been in times where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm traveling or I, I want to go travel and I don't have the money or, you know, I, I need to I need to pay back from after traveling. I need to pay off the debt. And uh, I, I can't believe what some records go for. I mean, I, I won't sit here and do that. That seems in bad taste. But, uh, you know, I've definitely had a few that I've bought where. I'm like, I never even think of it again. And then I look it up one day because it's like, oh, I need, you know, I, I'm kind of like thinning out my record collection or I need a little cash or something. And then I look and I go, oh my God, like 
that record selling for like $200 more than I paid for it, which is just insane to me. I mean, you know, more power to you if you collect vinyl. I mean, I, 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 I'm telling you, for, for a good five years there, I mean, I, I don't know how many hundreds of seven inches I bought, how many 12 inches. I mean, I still have them. I mean, I've, it's funny because I've downsized, but by saying that, I still have hundreds and hundreds of records. Like, like even even downsizing and selling a, uh, a decent amount of my collection. I, I'd say 10, 15% of my collection. Maybe a little, I might even jump that to like 20 or 25% that I've sold off the last couple years. But it's like, even with that, I still have hundreds of them. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just surprised at what some of them go for now. But, you know, yeah, I, I've just, during this time, you know, being stuck in the house, I've been going through my collection more, just kind of looking at it, not not even to sell them at this point, but just kind of looking through and admiring them and whatnot. You know, you, you kind of remember why you get into the physical goods thing and why that, uh, you know, why, why a record's definitely a lot more fun than the digital thing. You actually have something to touch and hold and reading the liner notes and whatnot, you know, those are, and a lot of times those liner notes are nice when you go to interview someone and, uh, you know, you don't always get them digitally. So it's nice to have the vinyl or the CD to go back and, you know, read through, you know, if there's some information or something you want to ask about, you know? So, yeah, I mean, that's also another thing, you know, also hit me up. I love, I love hearing from people who listen to the show, you know, and I, I do want to thank and uh, shout out I mean, anyone who's hit me up to uh, let me know they listen to the show and enjoy it. I really do truly appreciate that. But uh, another question, you know, rarest record you own, hit me up powercordhour at gmail.com. What's the rarest record in your collection? Um, I would say for mine, uh, I don't know the rarest of rare. I do have some test pressings. So maybe one of those I have a, uh, a few Hawthorne Heights ones from like just just a different a different couple of their albums. Um, I have a few from Punchline. Uh, I have some Drive Through Records ones. I'm trying to remember which ones they are. I have one from Homegrown. I'm trying to think of the other, and the Movie Life. I think I think the other one was the Movie Life. I, I have quite a few test presses, so one of those might be. And the other thing too is I guess it depends value slash rarity. I mean, I just want to know your rarest one. It doesn't even have to be the most expensive because like, I'll say this, like I have a test pressing for one of the caught for this band caught inside and it's a 45 and it is one of three that exist. And I mean, caught inside are already an obscure band and the test press that it's for like that 45 itself is rare. So the test press is even rare. But with that said, a lot of people don't know who caught inside are. I would say most people don't know who caught inside are. So Yes, it's extremely rare. If you're looking for it, you're not you're probably not going to find it. You know, me and two other people in the world own it, but how many people are looking for it, you know? So maybe not the most valuable, but the rarest. So let me know your rarest in your collection. I'd love to hear that. And uh, you know, just just you know, just drop me a line powercordhour@gmail.com. Let me know that stuff. And also if you just want to talk music, you know, everyone's stuck inside right now. I love to hear from people who listen to the show and uh, you know, I can talk ask anyone else who's hit me up on there. I can talk music for days, you know. We we can we can sit there and bullshit about music. I love to uh, hear from people. So hit me up while you are stuck inside, and also let me know who you want on as a guest on Power Chord Hour podcast. Here, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot more lately. We're gonna have a lot more in the future. So let me know who you would enjoy hearing on this show. And I'm gonna get into it now. You know, like I like I said, a lot of good uh, new music coming out this month. Here's some stuff to check out while you are stuck in the house. Chief State just put out Tough Love, some really good pop punk there. Uh, one that was really good and I was not expecting to come out yet was Alkaline Trio with their EP. It is just called EP. It really doesn't have a name. It's just I don't even think it's self-titled. It's just called EP. It's really good. I'm going to play you something here in a minute. But it's, uh, I mean, they really never disappoint. I mean, like, Blink-182 
post Tom DeLonge with Matt Skiba. I like a few songs. I'm overall not huge on them. But as far as Alkaline Trio goes, they never disappoint. There's really not a record that I don't like from them. And this EP is great. I mean, it's only three songs, but the three songs are amazing. I mean, if, if you're a if you're an Alkaline Trio fan, I don't see why you wouldn't like this. You know, they, they don't they don't go too far off the beaten path. It sounds like Alkaline Trio songs, they sound great. Um I think my favorite, I'm actually going to play it for you, is actually an acoustic song, though, on there. And I got to say, I'm normally, I like them both, but I'm normally a Matt Skiba guy when it comes to like, my favorite songs on records. But this EP, I think Danny steals the show. I think I think the best one is a Danny song. So you definitely want to go check this out. I'll play something for you here in a minute. Screeching Weasel put out their new one, Some Freaks of Atavism. And this one's really good. I mean, this one, I love Screeching Weasel. And they're another one, like with this record, just like with Alkaline Trio, it's like, they don't do anything here to left field. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a it's a screeching weasel record. It's good if you like if you like screeching weasel. If you like Ben Weasel's wise assery, you know, whatever you want to call it, his wise assery. I, I'll call it that. Um, I think you're gonna like this. It's really good. It's really catchy. It's just some classic screeching weasel pop punk that you know, basically only the way that screeching weasel can do it. And another band who, I mean, talk about a band who's been at it for quite a while, but putting out some of their best music right here. The Suicide Machines with Revolution Spring. This one just came out on Fat Records. Was produced by Roger of Less Than Jake. And let me tell you, their best record of this century. I will I will say it right here. And I like I like all uh, Suicide Machines records. The first two are my favorite just like anyone else's, but this is their best record I would say in 20 years. Like I and I like their self-titled record. I know it's polarizing, not everyone does. I'd say this is their best since since their self-titled, but if you're not a fan of their self-titled, I would say go back one and I would say it's it's their best since battle hymns. I guess it depends if you like self-titled. I'm a fan of self-titled, but if you're not, I would compare this to like being their best since uh, battle hymns. I, I I really if you like this band, and even if you've fallen off, I mean, I don't know why you would fall off. They're still putting out great music, but they've just been around so long that some people do that or they forget about a band. And they're like, oh, yeah, I loved that band back in the day. Go check this out. You're going to love it. I mean, this is it's classic suicide machines, but once again, without sounding like like it doesn't sound like them on autopilot or anything like that. Like it's a new suicide machines record in 2020. It sounds amazing. Roger did a great job producing this. But uh, I mean, if you're a fan of the old school sound, it's a punk rock record, man. It's a it's a punk ska record, and it's damn good. I mean, the Suicide Machines being like, I mean, Destruction by definition, it, it might be my favorite ska punk record of all time. You know, it's it's just so good. They're just always good. You know, Jay Jay can write a a, a good punk rock you know anthem, and there's quite a few on here. So go check out Suicide Machines, Revolution Spring. If you can't tell, one of my favorite releases of March, and one of my favorite releases of the year so far. We got more good music for you though. Also, Sun Titled with Pure Forever. We got Fake Names with Brick. This is their debut single. And uh, they're a new band on Epitaph Records, and they feature Brian Baker and Dennis of the band Refuse. Really good stuff here. I'm excited to see what the rest of it sounds like. But this is this is really catchy. I, I really enjoy it. I mean, not kind of out of nowhere. I didn't know they were going to be putting out any music or that, this, that or that Fake Names was even a band. But they kind of came out of nowhere, and uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. I, I think uh, you will enjoy that if you're a fan of either Brian or Dennis's work. We got Joe Normal and the Anytowners just putting out a brand new single, Living With Me. And uh, this is really new. I mean, I interviewed Joe two or three weeks ago at this point, and this was not out yet. 
Um, he did mention though that they were working on new music that was going to be coming out really, really soon, and he was not lying. Uh, this is their new single out on Big Stir Records. I'm also going to play this for you. Uh, coming up here in a minute, but you should definitely go check this out. Joe Normal just writes really good rock and roll. I mean, it, it it's just no nonsense. I mean, when I interviewed him, he said it. it's like we're a rock band. You know, we're not a punk band. We're not an alternative band. We're not this or that. We're a rock band, and you know, I I respect that, and I think he's he's right. I mean, they're a pure rock band in a time where not a lot of people are just doing pure rock and roll. But uh, that's what this is, and you're gonna hear it very very soon. I think you're gonna enjoy it. Another one, two middle-aged queers just put out their first one, two fag for love EP, and uh, that is a super group. Actually, I can't remember all the bands off the top of my head, but I mean a bunch of people from veteran punk rock bands in that one. Go, go check it out. Uh, Andy from uh, Tsunami Bomb put it out too. Really good stuff there. Go check them out. And the Bomb Pops putting out maybe it's it's a toss up between this and the Suicide Machines new one. But uh, Bomb Pops put out one of my favorite releases of March, one of my favorite releases of the year, and my favorite release I think they've put out. It's gr- When I first heard it, I really liked it, but I still had it on par with like Fear of Missing Out. Now that I listen to it more, I go, I think this might even be better than Fear of Missing Out, and I loved that record when it came out. But uh, Death in Venice Beach by the Bomb Pops, really, really good. I mean, I, I can't say enough good stuff about the Bomb Pops, one of the best bands doing it right now with uh you know kind of current day pop punk or you know punk rock whatever you want to call it i mean they're they're like doing it so well um i mean there's there's just so many other bands out there that are doing things i'm just not i don't know like pop punk for me is kind of i mean i've loved it forever if you can't tell from the show but after a while you you do hit a place where it's like things become stale again like i think pop punk had its time it got a little stale for a while and then in like the early 2010s you had like the wonder years and man overboard and uh, handguns, and the story so far, and uh, this time next year, and transit, and uh, I mean a bunch of other forever came calling. I mean, list goes on of a really bunch of really great, mostly on Pure Noise Records pop punk bands, which was great. And I think by like 2014, it had just become a lot of it became stale. Not even those bands I mentioned, but just the genre. Like a lot of bands were coming out sounding like those bands that I mentioned. And just not doing great. And I think I think right now pop punk's at an interesting time where it's maybe not in a place as good as it was five, six years ago, but there's still bands out there doing as there always are, you know, no matter if a genre is doing well or not. It's like it's the same with punk rock. You know, punk rock has its ups and downs, but there's always good punk bands out there. And same with pop punk, there's always good ones out there. And bomb pops are one of them, you know, in a time where I don't think every band is cranking out the best pop punk. They are. They're putting out some of the best. And uh, I absolutely love Death of Venice Beach. So it only makes sense that we uh, kick off this little block of new music for you with uh, the first single off of it and one of the strongest. Really, really good. I mean, I there, there's nothing I can say here that the song won't say. It speaks for itself. It is amazing. So right now, opening up this little block of music for the March rundown of the best new music this month, here is the Bomb Pops with Notre Dame off Death in Venice Beach out now on Fat Records. And here it is on the Power Chord Hour podcast.
Fill myself with set from top to bottom of a smoke stare. Turning blood into food, now my liver's on fumes, little alcoholic. I'm always beating myself up. Why did I have to play so rough? I tried to get the hell out, end up standing in my own way. No, we can't skip school anymore. Do you miss those days at all? I miss starting a fire, throwing bottles at trade, fixing on convenience store walls. Well, it was time for me to go home. Let's go make some flyers for a third floor show. Mama, Dad, can't wait. This is the path that we chose. Do you really believe that didn't mean anything? Now, do you really believe those days didn't mean a thing? Cause I'm still believing that means everything. Those days didn't mean a thing Cause I sure don't Made my life It changed my life It changed my life Well I was scared to tell as I was standing at that open bar I saw life go past that I guess I could have had But I didn't try very hard You see I knew you two would last Why did you have to jump so fast? Now put the baby to bed Guess it's time for me to go home Do you really believe that didn't mean anything? Do you really believe those days didn't mean a thing? Cause I'm still believing that means everything
Here on the Power Court Hour podcast, that was one from friend of the show, Joe Normal, with Joe Normal and the Any Towners. That was Living With Me off their new single out now on Big Stir Records. And when I say new, that is very new. I mentioned it earlier. I mean, interviewing him, you know, three weeks ago, I think it was at this point, that was not out. So that is brand new. Go get that off Big Stir's website and uh, go cho- go tell Joe Normal that you heard about him right here on the Power Court Hour podcast. Before that was Chief State with Try Hard off their new album, Tough Love. Before that was Alkaline Trio with Smokestack, my favorite song, off their new EP, just called EP. Just go go look up uh, Alkaline Trio EP. It's out now on Epitaph Records. And opening up that block of music, one of my favorites of the month, one of my favorites out this year so far, that was the Bomb Pops with Notre Dame off their new album, Death in Venice Beach, right here on the Power Chord Hour. Got to have one of them on very soon to talk about that record. I mean, like, like I said, one of my favorites of this year so far, right up there with that new Suicide Machines. We're getting some new good music, and uh, I mean, it's Fat Records as always. They're always putting out some of the best music, and uh, 2020 looks like a very solid year from them, so I'm very excited. As we're closing out our March run down of the power chord hour i got some music news for you can't end the month without a little music news this is kind of neat if you're an iphone user and i feel like uh, most people are apple music is rolling out a feature that's going to display new music notifications from your favorite artists in your library so uh, they're rolling out this feature apparently right now uh, some users are getting it, so it's kind of like in beta testing, but apparently everyone should get it sometime soon. But in your library tab in iOS, you'll go in there and you'll get a little notification from all your favorite artists. So say the Bomb Pops put out something new, you'll get a little thing in your uh, Apple Music that says, hey, Bomb Pops just put out you know, a brand new EP, or you know, they just put out a new full length. So that's kind of neat. You know, I feel like uh, you know, with the internet and technology, I mean, nothing new at this point. But as we keep getting further and further, you know, it's easier to make music. There's more bands out there. I feel like people are just consuming the most music now than they ever have in their lives. So sometimes you need those reminders. You know, it's funny, but really, you know, with all this technology and convenience, I I think something like that, like notifications to let you know, hey, you know, this new band's releasing this or that is very important. You know, it's very easy. Even for me, you know, I I do a podcast radio show, so, you know, you want to keep up on everything that everyone's releasing and uh, whatnot. But, you know, it becomes tough. A lot of times a lot of new music comes out, and, you know, this is a really, I don't know, I think it's smart on Apple's part. I think it's a good way to be able to keep up to date with the bands that you love, and uh, including ones who maybe haven't put out anything out in a while, you know, who uh, maybe go away and then come back, and, you know, you kind of need that attention for people again because, you know, they, they forget and they move on. So it's kind of nice to be like, oh, yeah, you know, remember that band you were into? They just put something new out. So, I don't know, I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty cool. Another great, uh, some really good news and some new music coming out, which I'm sure will be great. Good Riddance. They uh, they just put out a new album not too long ago, but they're releasing a benefit EP for World Food Program. And, uh, you know, really good cause going out there. But these are some songs off uh, from the sessions from last year's Thoughts and Prayers. So, yeah, that, that new album is uh, is really new. Just came out late last year. These are from that session, but they have not been released yet. So these are unreleased songs from that and Good Riddance is going to be donating 100% of the proceeds to the World Food Program. And uh, they work with U.S. policymakers, corporations, foundations, and individuals to help provide financial and in-kind resources and develop policies needed to alleviate global hunger. So uh, it's going to a good cause. I mean, you're getting some great punk rock. It's going to a good cause. You know, Good Riddance are a great, great, uh, you know, another talking about Fat Records, just another great Fat Records band. 
and have been doing it forever. And it's cool to see them, you know, do something like that and for a good cause. And while everyone's, you know, stuck at home, you know, some new music, you know, something to look forward to. So I think that's awesome. And uh, speaking of fat records, can't get away from them on this show. I mean, I, I love them so much, you know, like in the label to, in the label loyalty episode a few weeks ago, you know, I talked about how they're like one of the last, the last labels out there who I really feel like no matter what they put out, you go check out. I know I'm not the only one like that. You know, most people are like that. I think where it's like, oh man, fat, something new came out on fat records. Yeah. I'm going to go check it out. Like it's going to be good. And uh, a band right now keeping everyone some, uh, you know, keeping them entertained while all this is going on is No Effects. And you should go check this out if you haven't yet. Um, if you're a No Effects fan, you've probably seen some of them because they've been doing it now for a couple weeks. But on the Fat Records YouTube page, they've been putting up all these different new music videos and songs. They were, I believe they were supposed to be spread out more. They were, they've. A lot of them have already been made, but it's kind of like with that Alkaline Trio EP, you know, this kind of happens and, and all of a sudden you have, you know, you can't tour, you can't really release things the way you plan to. So they're making the best of it. And so far they put out a new song, I Love You More Than I Hate Me, with a, a brand new official music video, coincidentally featuring the Bomb Pops in that really, really funny music video, the Bomb Pops Steal steal the whole thing i'd say they have some really really funny scenes in there they put out just the flu acoustic it is an acoustic version of a song off ribbed and there's a music video for that and they also just put another one out here just the other day um and they keep putting out more they're all on the fat records uh, youtube page and i mean no effects and fat records put it out on all the social to go check it out but i mean they've been putting up uh you know acoustic versions of old songs and putting out new songs and music videos to accompany them all it's really cool i i don't know if this is leading to a new no effects album eventually or not but uh either way by the time the uh, quarantine's done whether or not it's a whole album we're going to have like i don't know who knows a handful of new no effects songs and videos so i welcome that i think it's rad that's a little music news for you from the month of march as we close out here you know been a very interesting month to say the least and uh, going into April, it'll be very interesting when I join you again at the end of next month with April Rundown, you know, about the music that ends up getting released or what's going on and the music news and whatnot, you know. It'll be very interesting to see where we go from here. But uh, I, I do know this is kind of just the beginning of it, so who knows. But thankfully, we have music here to keep us company. And if you want to keep us company, I would love if you stay connected with the show. Uh, follow us at Power Chord Hour. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, under that handle. We're also on Spotify. Just go search Power Chord Hour, and I put up playlists constantly up there. Um, if you've never checked out the radio show, I put up a playlist every week of everything that I play on there. And you should go check out the radio show. We're on 107.9 WRFA. Every Friday night at 10 Eastern is different from this show. It's still the Power Chord Hour, but it's the radio show that we've been doing now for four years, and I spin you a bunch of punk rock and alternative songs, lots more, even more than here. You know, I play a few songs here and there on here, but if you go check that out, I play tons of songs every Friday night for you, let you know what's going on, music news, all that fun stuff. So go check that out, and you can listen from anywhere. It airs in Jamestown, New York. But uh, you can listen on the WRFA uh, mobile app. Just go search 107.9, or not even that, just search WRFA in the uh, Apple App Store, and you'll find it there. And you can also stream it from anywhere on the WRFA website at WRFALP.com. Go check it out there. You can stream the station and hear all the other great programs on there. we got some really good ones. 
And uh, yeah, go check that out. Stay connected with us. And also, you know, hit me up, powercordhour at gmail.com. You know, my questions uh, this week, you know, who do you want to hear on the show as a future guest? And, uh, you know, like your rarest record in your record collection. Not even the most valuable, but what's the rarest record in your collection? And also, you know, it would be it would be cool. I, I've, I need to do this. I, I've thought about it, but it's always kind of been more of an idea. But, you know, I'm looking for more stations to put the Power Chord Hour radio show on. So, you know, I I know people listen to this podcast all over. If you know any really good, like, community stations that, uh, you know, would play would play a show in your area who, uh, you know, spins punk rock and alternative, you know, send me send me some of your favorite like local stations. Maybe I'll try getting a hold of them. You know, I'd love to get the uh, Power Chord Hour radio show airing on more stations around the country. That would be very neat. So hit me up and then, you know, maybe we can get that around there. You know, if you enjoy the podcast, maybe it would be possible for me to get my radio show near you so you can tune into that as well. But hit me up, PowerCordHour at gmail.com. And I also have some PowerCord Hour pins to give away. So, uh, you know, just hit me up there. They're absolutely free. Let me know your address and I'll send you some out. I also have a bunch of like, uh, not, I guess they're mixtapes, but they're burnt CDRs, you know, because, uh, doing the radio show, whenever I go down to the radio station to do it, I have to make a little mixtape basically to bring down, you know, the, the, the playlist for the episode. So, I mean, I, I literally have hundreds of those. So, you know, if you'd like, if you'd like one of those with just a bunch of random music from the radio show on it, it's basically a mixtape and uh, I'll send you one of those with a pin. So hit me up powercordhour at gmail.com. Give us a follow all over social media at powercordhour and uh, subscribe to the podcast. If you have not yet, if you uh, would, I, uh, I'd love if you left us a five-star review and a, uh, you know, if you'd like to write a little review or not, uh, it would be appreciated. It would be very cool. You know, we're just starting out, so we just have a few of them. But yeah, rate and review the show if you would. Subscribe. Tell your friends all about us. And we'll be back next week with our first guest of the month of April. We definitely got some more guests for you coming up. I'm really excited about Greg Eklund. I think you're really going to enjoy that one coming up. Very long, nice, long, in-depth interview. I mean, there's a lot of interviews out there from his time in Everclear. I mean, if you go look it up, I mean, and, and it's funny, too, because they're all from, like, MTV and stuff. Like, you go look up. I mean, he's been interviewed by huge publications and whatnot but you know they're all kind of those short interviews you know that bands do like on mtv where it's like you know 10 minutes and kind of on the surface level you know questions but uh this we go all in depth i mean he was extremely candid and very cool and what he's doing now is extremely exciting he has some really cool stuff he's working on so you know i mean we talk all about the past we talk about the future as well and uh and i just kind of inadvertently made a joke i guess to uh so much for the afterglow the first song because we never talk about the future. Yeah, we never talk about the past anymore. Well, we do both of those on this upcoming episode. So do not miss that. I love Everclear, and uh, hopefully you do too. I love Sparkle and Fade. So I was so it was, it was so fun. It was a dream come true to do this. And if you're a fan, I think you'll enjoy it as well. But uh, that is going to be it for this week and for this month. So a very happy end of March to you, and a very happy uh, let's let's hope a very happy and healthy April coming up to you and yours. And uh, thank you so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you need more, check out this week's episode of the radio show this Friday night at 10 Eastern. And until next week for the Power Court Hour podcast, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thank you so much for listening.